All right, John, I, I probably shouldn't be this irritated because the Angels were probably going to lose anyway, maybe, but Joe Madden drives me crazy, and I think that that loss last night was on him, and John and I are going to tell you why. Plus, we're going to talk about the Blue Jays series, and we're going to tell you about two Angels that were never really Angels. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on the audio side, please rate and review the pod. It actually helps people find it. We love five stars. And if you're on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode hits. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them the boys from Locked On Angels sent you. What's going on, everybody? My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. You got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros, for another edition of Locked On Angels. We're happy you decided to join us. Mike, I'm currently traveling with my wife. We're in Chicago at the moment, and I had deep dish pizza for the first time. And even after having deep dish pizza, I think that I could have played a more lively game of baseball than the halos <laughs> did because they all look like they had about eight slices of deep dish pizza playing out there this what a frustrating <laughs> game that was and and here's okay I, i'm gonna take this because i'm really frustrated please, all right please so detmers pitches a pretty good game Pre- pretty mm-hmm. pretty good right pretty good and a six innings was great and five hits five runs that one of those runs he didn't deserve and then three Ks, and he di- he just walked one. Here's mm-hmm. where I'm really frustrated. He pitches into the seventh inning. They let him go out there. He's only got 73 pitches so far. Yeah. And yeah. then he gives up a hit to Cole Calhoun, which Cole Calhoun has owned us in the last two series. Angel killer. He's, right? he's the new Mike Napoli. He is so frustrating. <laughs> However, it's great. I'm glad that he's doing well. I just hate that he's doing well against us. Right. But what I hated is then as soon as he gets on base – Madden comes out to Here comes Madden. get Reed Detmers, right? And Detmers had the eye roll of the century. Yes, and, and, and that should speak volumes, right? <laughs> right? And so you and I are always going to be advocates for pitchers going deep into games. And even when mm-hmm. they're down 4-1, to one, like they were last night, I think that he should have been able to stay in that game. And here's why. Detmers pitches were all over the strike zone, and they were spotting really well. Even fastball to like curveball to slider and changeup. Mm-hmm. The guy was pretty dominant, and I think that the Rangers just hit the right pitches in the right spots. But sure. then where Joe drives us nuts is he brings in Mike Myers. <laughs> and Mike, Mike Myers is terrible. Mike, he's, you know, he wears number 21. Do you want to know why? Why? <laughs> Mike Myers wears number 21 because he should have stayed in 2021. He shouldn't be part of this bullpen in but 2022. I'm, I got gotcha. Good grief, man. Good he's terrible. grief. He comes in, he's he's throwing flat, hittable pitches, and Myers does what Myers always does. He gives up three more runs, and he's yeah. mad at himself, and you saw him get mad at himself, which is nice to see a little bit of fire, but like eh, I, I don't wanna, care. I, right. I want to say to him, <laughs> Mike, this is what you do all the time, yeah, right? This is your job. <laughs> and then the thing that's really frustrating is that Archie Bradley was in the bullpen, and they used him later on, so yeah. just switch those guys. Right. 
<laughs> bring in Jimmy Herget. Like, he can get you through a couple of innings like they did with Myers. Myers pitched two innings and let that lead get a, get away. So, I mean, 4-1 to one is a very manageable game. 7-1 yes. to one is, all right, I'm going home. <laughs> well, and, and, and Not that and, I would do that. I would no, not hey, leave early. Angel fans never do that, right? Never do that. But the thing that, that was really frustrating is that you could tell, like, the wind went out of the sails, right? That you yeah. could tell that everything well, just, just kind of... They roll over and die. That's and it's what it felt like, right? Yeah. And, and they, they kept giving up runs, and you could just feel the momentum drip away. And so I'm just... I'm just frustrated with Joe. Joe and I need to go to like couples therapy. We need to we need to talk this through because he's so frustrating and he does this all of the time and yeah. and and it's and it's got to change. It's just got to change. So Joe, do better. <laughs> <laughs> Please do better. Good grief, man. Yeah, Cole Calhoun has become an angel killer, and he had that home run into the corner where he used to hit him all the time as an angel. So he felt very comfortable at Angel Stadium again. And it's frustrating because these guys just struggle all season long and then they meet the Angels and it's like, oh, I found out how to be a superstar again. And it's always against us. Now, I have to say that for for a guy who only has his second career win, Glenn Otto pitched pretty well. He went five innings, three hits, one run, seven Ks. Um, and four of those were not four of them, but some of those were Mike Trout. No, but I gotta no, say, four dude, of them. Four of them were Mike Trout. <laughs> well, I don't think they were all against Otto. Oh, that's I mean, right. You're tr- that's yeah, right. That's, that's what right. I'm trying to but say. Trout but did, Shohei, Trout was terrible. <laughs> and then poor Shohei, man, I don't want to see any slander about Shohei striking out when he has to deal with the low and away pitch outside the zone right. his entire career. He's getting Aaron judged out there because they're both <laughs> tall and they. Why do the umpires do this to the same guys? And it's not even like it's one umpire doing it all the time. It's every umpire calls that low and away strike on Shohei Otani or Aaron Judge. And it's just like, how do they keep getting? They can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they're watching the replay from other games when other umps have actually called those games and they're like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to do that too. I guess that's a really good call. Ooh, that's a that's a really good spot when it's yeah, a terrible this is not, pitch. This is not Chase Silseth hanging out with Noah Syndergaard and, and Michael Lorenzen learning how to p- pick up a new pitch. Like, umpires are not sitting around watching video of each other going, ooh, that's good. I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna right. write it down. <laughs> right. It's so frustrating. And then, and then to add on top of that, listen, Kurt Suzuki is a nice guy. Oh, Kurt. He's a Bless nice Kurt. guy. But he he threw like my grandma when he was throwing down to second base <laughs> last night. Man, everything bounced. And somebody's going to say, well, you know, he did get interfered with on that one play. Okay, take that one away. I'm going to give that right. one to him. The other Made 76 no throws down to second base. Like, <laughs> was he skipping rocks? Was that what he was doing? Because he wasn't throwing a baseball down to second yeah, base. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I, I felt like he needed to count the bounces as it was going. Like, weak throws, nothing on the ball, zero success. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it out loud, like... Chad Wallach needs to be back on this team ASAP. And I think that the mm-hmm. Angels should take advantage of our three favorite words, DFA, and Myers should go, <laughs> and Suzuki should go. I'm fired up. I had a bill bar before this episode, <laughs> and I'm fired up. <laughs> the, the, bl- the blow pen reared its ugly head, and it's captained by Mike Myers, unfortunately. So, you know what, Mike? As we turn the page, turn the page. Like turn the so page. Says, uh, we got to look back and, and realize that the Angels are 27 and 18. We're two games back of the Astros. We have a lot of games to play, a lot of games ahead of us. And I know we always say take series. Unfortunately, we split this weird 
two game series. Yeah. I still don't know why they had a Monday off, but maybe it was, I don't know. They wanted to watch Better Call Saul and take the day <laughs> off. I guess yeah. uh, that's what I would have done. But they start a four game series against the Blue Jays today, and we're going to talk about that next. And that is a series that is going to be challenging, but. History has shown that the Angels love to step up against the tough teams and look like they're taking a nap against teams like the Rangers. So we'll see how that series goes, and we'll get into all of that coming up next. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, John and I are also going to talk about those angels that were never really angels and actually where they are now. But first, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by rockauto.com, Jonathan. Yes, it is. It's brought to you by rockauto.com. This is why you should check out rockauto.com. Let me tell you why. With so many different makes and models of cars today, it can be nearly impossible to expect your local auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need, and that's why you need to check out rockauto.com. They have access to all the parts your car will ever need, from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. rockauto.com has it all. Here's the good news for you. They are a family business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and because they're family-owned, they understand budgets, which is why Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. In this economy? <laughs> so, you working on your car? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do, make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know that Mike and I sent you there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com today. We appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You're going to get recaps from all of the Locked On hosts, MLB hosts, including me, and I ranted and I apologize. (laughs) But we give you our analysis of the game. My analysis was terrible because I ranted and I apologize but we're taking fans through the season like no other network and this podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts I didn't think it was a bad rant I think you had to say what you needed to say and you did and and there there was no lie John approved John approved (laughs) (laughs) so today we begin a four game series against the Toronto Blue Jays and so we want to take some time to talk about this team first this is a team filled with stars Mike we've got Vlad Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette. Uh, somebody the other day tweeted the book of Bo Bichette, and I was really mad. I didn't think of that joke earlier <laughs> because that's brilliant. Uh, George Springer, Matt Chapman, noted angel killer. Yeah. And then what about the pitching side, Mike? Well, they signed Kevin Gossman, and he's having a great start to this season. And Alec Manoa is actually pitching really, really well. And then Jose Barrios. Is it Barrios or Barrios? Barrios. You're always the one that corrects me on this show, so that's why I'm turning to you. Uh, and then Jordan <laughs> Romano is closing games for them, and and their starting their starting staff has pitched really, really well. And of course, mm-hmm. you mentioned the offense; they're backed up by Vladdy's son and Dante Bichette's son <laughs> yeah. and uh, Jerry Springer's son. And no, I'm kidding. Jerry uh, <laughs> Springer. <laughs> but they have a great offense, and they have a great defense, and they have a great pitching staff, and so. I think that this is going to be a team that could cause us some fits in this next series. Yeah, so currently they they sit 
third in the AL East, 23-20. and 20. Hey, we have a better record. Yes, Behind we do. the Yanks <laughs> and the Rays. And if the playoffs started today, they would be a wild card team, and they would be playing against the Rays. They're probably excited that they don't have to do that because nobody wants to play the Rays in the playoffs. So, no. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how the rest of this season plays out for the Blue Jays, but they're a fun team. They're fun to watch. I mean, gosh, like you said, all those second generation stars coming through on their offense. Of course, uh, Vladdy Jr. was part of the MVP race against Shohei Otani last season. And it had Shohei not been able to do both. I think that would have been Vladdy Jr.'s MVP to win if Otani wasn't pitching and hitting. But that's where the, uh, the value comes from, from Shohei. And then we have the Probables, Probables lined up for, for this weekend. Hunjin Ryu is 1-0 with a 6 ERA versus Otani. And in Otani's last five starts, he's 3-0 with an ERA of, get this, 1.52. So that's going to be a great matchup on Thursday. What about Friday, Mike? Uh, Manoa is 5-1, and and he has Ooh. got a 1.62 ERA, and he's going up against... Chase Silseth. So this is mm-hmm. Chase's third major league start, and I think that that's actually going to be a really great challenge for him. And I think for Silseth to be successful, he's got to he's got to reach into the fifth, Silsethful. sixth right? <laughs> I'm not as creative as you are. That was really good. I know. I know. That's why I'm here. How about Saturday, John? Saturday we have you say Kikuchi, who is two and one with a three point seven four. ERA. They got him in a free agent signing. He came over from the Mariners. He was with the Mariners last se- last few seasons. And I think he ha- started out a little bit rough this season, but it looks like he's righted the ship. 2-1, 3.74 ERA versus Michael Lorenzen, biceps Lorenzen. <laughs> he's going to be on the mound on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday, Jose Barrios, 3-2 with a 4.75 ERA. He's going to be taking on Patrick Sandoval, my boy, Sandy. So we got some really great pitching matchups in addition to some great offense from both teams. I'm hopeful that this is where the Angels step up and really show who they are. Because like I said in the last segment, they always embarrass themselves against teams that they should be winning against, like yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. And and it's not just like the Ranger game was a close one and they just didn't get the extra run that they needed. Seven to one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah. just bad decisions all around. So hopefully they figure that out this weekend. Yeah. I, I think that this series is going to be a pivotal series because we're playing mm-hmm. in New York against the Yankees who can't seem to lose a game. Like they just keep on winning. You mentioned Aaron Judge. He's having a phenomenal year. He's on pace yeah. to hit 60 home runs. And so Boy. In, in that in that minor league park in New York, right? <laughs> That's what the Rangers manager said about it just a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shohei and the uh, the short porch are best friends, by the way. I love watching Walsh and Shohei yes. <laughs> as lefties hit home runs over that short porch. So yeah. we'll use that to our advantage as we take on the Yanks. And then, of course, we have uh, the Phillies after that. That'll be fun to see Mike Trout versus Bryce Harper. Yeah. Two guys who came up around the same time, and now they're the veterans on their team, which is crazy That is crazy to think, yeah. Uh, And then Boston will take them on back at home. So Angel fans, if you're going to Red Sox versus Angels, just be prepared for all of the Boston Red Sox fans to come 
crawling out of the closet. For some reason, they they love Orange County and they love L.A. So they'll be <laughs> they'll be showing up to the game after that. But yeah. Mike, here's something I'm excited about. Maddie V is likely to call the games on the East Coast. Who? Remember him? Who? <laughs> Matty V, Who? Matt Vaskersian. Oh, Matt, Matt Vaskersian actually calls games for the Angels? <laughs> he still calls games, I guess. I, uh, uh, that'd be great to have him back, man. I, I really like his voice and I like his style. Nothing against Patio. We like Patio. But, man, having Matty V back in the booth would be great. And as you've mentioned before in this pod, I think the Angels are playing the long game and really want this guy. Say that. Yeah, they, they really want this guy to be their main play-by-play guy and so yeah you, i think what two years left with the mlb network i think was his contract That's right and so this, this season and next season yeah it'd be great to have him but it'll be nice to hear his voice and hear his voice live and i wonder if they're trying to work out some of those audio issues when he's actually broadcasting in because i i would love to hear him more in the next few weeks in the next few months than we we have heard him and gooby and patty o'neill have done a great job and their chemistry is awesome but there, there's nothing like Matty V calling games. I do love Matty V. I do enjoy him. And, and Patrick's great, too. He knows the team well, and he feels like one of our guys. So uh, we have a, a great broadcast situation going on. Speaking of the broadcast, really fast, yeah. uh, Bally Sports reporter Carlin Bath reached out to us and said that she's really enjoyed Locked on Angels. Oh, so that's awesome. She's, she's filled in for Erica Weston recently. Erica's just taken a little break. And Carlin Bath uh, reached out to us and said that she appreciates our, our show and, and the analysis that we give. And so just a, a shout out back to her because she did a great job filling in for Erica and has been doing a great job. And it feels cool to know that, like, hey, somebody in the organization like likes our show. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. I thought that was pretty cool. Locked on Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Summer is coming. It's hot in Southern California. Is it cool in Chicago, Jonathan? Oh, it was like drizzly today. It was beautiful. Oh, we hate you. You're eating deep dish pizza. It's nice and cool. We're sweating out here. But it is a good time to prepare for the fall. And a new season means new opportunity and new growth. And as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to and find them a whole lot faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. I actually went there and I did it just because I wanted to see if it was actually quick and you can do it in minutes. And I did. And, and I'm not very technically smart. So Wait, you, you can read. You didn't put a listing up for a new host, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm moving on. Uh, we'll LinkedIn talk Jobs <laughs> gives you simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills like podcast hosts and experience <laughs> so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the candidates that you want to talk to you and help you find them faster. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every single day? So post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs, linkedin.com slash Locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB. You can post your job for free there. And remember, some terms and conditions apply. If one of our brothers makes a job change in the near future, I'm going to know what happened. <laughs> For 
for our last segment of the day, we want to talk about the Halos that were never really Halos. That was a great title, by the way, Mike. Good oh, job. See, you. where would we be without you? Every once in a while, I'm, I come up with a good one. <laughs> <laughs> These are guys who were either in the Angel system, played for the Angels, and never really contributed to the Major League team in a significant way because they were moved, or one way or another, they just were no longer with the team. So the first one... I want to talk about, get this, Gene Segura. Remember wow. him? There's a blast from the past, right? No kidding. And, and of course, he's with the Phillies right now. Yep. And he's still having, he's had a great career from from the Brewers to the, to the Phillies. And I'm not sure where he was in between that, but I know that he was traded to the Brewers for Zach Granke. Remember yep. that trade? I do, yeah. Including Ariel Pena and Johnny Helwig. Now, Johnny Helwig and Pena did not have very successful careers, but listen to this. For Gene Segura's average season, 162 games, 13 home runs, 61 RBIs, a 285 average, 330 on base percentage, 411 slugging, and a 741 OPS, and he plays great up the middle defense and he's done that for a long time now I will have to say that I agree with making that trade in 2012 for Zach Granke even though the Angels didn't make the playoffs that was a team that certainly should have made the playoffs that season I'm not really sure how we weren't able to do that so yeah (laughs) it's kind of a surprise but that was a great move to get Zach Granke on this team because then you had Weaver and Wilson and Heron and Granke and, and just Santana, all those guys. What a, what a rotation and what an addition that one was. Yeah, as you say that, I'm like, how come we didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, why didn't we get to the playoffs again? That's a great rotation. Here's the only thing that I actually cared about is when I saw the name Johnny Helwig, I actually looked up to see if that was the son <laughs> of the Ultimate Warrior, who is Jim Helwig. And so it's ah. actually, they're not related at all. But I wanted to just share that nugget with you. It is not so the ultimate warrior son. <laughs> wig, wig and Weg. Got it. Got yes. it. Yeah, I don't know if we've revealed our, our wrestling fandom on this podcast yet, other than the uh, millions and millions that we used to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Uh, it's time they to know now. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't think we were nerds then, they think that we're nerds now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got a second one on the Halos who are never really Halos list. Who is this? This, this one, one makes me upset. Th- this one is frustrating. Yeah. Mike Clevenger was on our team he was in double a and he Mm -hmm. was traded for Vinny Pistano who was on the all-time great Vinny Pistano (laughs) the future hall of famer Vinny Pistano yeah him so I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna share a a comparative here John so here's here's Cleving Clevenger's average season 15 and 8 a 319 ERA 186 innings pitched 207 Ks, and he averages about 32 starts. Now, he did get hurt, and he is coming back. He's pitching for the Padres now, and he's finding his form again. But it does take about two or three years to really get comfortable after Tommy John surgery in which he had. Right. So, but, right. Okay, so now let me give you Vinny Pistano's stats. You ready for these? Hit me. I'm Hall ready for Famer, these Hall of Vinny Fame numbers. Pistano, retired in 2018. <laughs> 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 and that's, hold on, I'm scrolling through the notes here. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't see, it. actually it says move on to the next segment. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> Show done. No, you know what's frustrating about that trade? was the bullpen that we had in 2014 when we made the trade for Vinny Pistano had Jason Grilly in there. Houston Street was our closer. Fernando Salas was a great relief pitcher. So what in the world 
did we need Vinny Pastano for? What kind of tra- it's Trader Jerry, Jerry DePoto, yeah, uh, making moves and transactioning, as he likes to say. And <laughs> man, I am just so glad he is not our GM anymore. That was so frustrating. Yeah. And honestly, the results that we got when he was our GM, I don't attribute to him at all, other no, not than at all. maybe maybe the CJ Wilson signing because CJ. A lot of people will say that CJ was just as bad as like a Pujols deal or a Hamilton deal. CJ was a great pitcher for us. Yeah. And if we have to fight about it, we'll yeah. fight about it. I've done it on our Super Halo Bros podcast. Yep. I'll do it on Lockdown Angels. I'll do it right here, right now. Right. That, that <laughs> is going to be a segment coming up soon. I just want you to know okay. that's going to be a okay, segment. Good. And I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that would be a great one. So, yeah, how frustrating is it that we had Mike Clevenger who was – terrific for the guardians yeah. over the past few years and yeah. now the the padres even got him knowing that he would need tommy john surgery that's how much they wanted to have him right yeah and it's just so incredibly frustrating that we let him go for a relief pitcher that that at the end of the day i don't think we really needed i no. thought we had a pretty solid bullpen i 100 percent agree with you but i think that this is what happens in baseball right like you have those trades where you, you give up somebody in the minor leagues to try to get somebody that helps you in the major leagues, and then mm-hmm. you end up finding out, like, oh, the guy we traded is Jeff Bagwell, right? When Jeff Bagwell <laughs> got traded for a guy named Larry Anderson from the Red Sox to the Astros. Larry ended up playing for one year for the Red Sox, and Jeff Bagwell uh, 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 made the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, ah, <laughs> and so he's in, there, he's in there with Vinny Pistano, I guess. <laughs> Hey, that Chicago deep dish is really uh, making you funny. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm hanging out at the uh, the comedy clubs down here, in, <laughs> up here in Chicago, I should say. All right. Well, you know that uh, Paul Francis Sullivan is also a comedian, by the way. But Mike, he is. tell our listeners about his show. Well, you can't call him Paul Francis Sullivan. You got to call him Sully. And, Sully. And his show is Locked On MLB, and he brings his unique perspective of major leagues past and present. And it's free, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. If you want to get locked on with Mike and John, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Angels and connect with us on Twitter and Instagram using at Super Halo Bros. Mike, tell me about tomorrow's show, please. All right, so we're going to talk about Shohei Otani because we are obligated and contractually obligated to do so. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And he's he is pitching, and so we're excited about that. We're going to actually talk about his repertoire of pitches and how great it really is. That's coming up tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. I love it. All right, until then... My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked On Angels. 